0: Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media.
1: Foundations.
0: When you take a scripture out of its context and you pull it out of the whole Bible, you can come up with a really wrong impression. That's why it's so important to know his names, because you've got to have all those names
1: yeah, right. that
0: you put together to get a much broader, more accurate picture of who
1: he is. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. We've been learning about the names that God uses to reveal different facets of his nature, character and attributes. And it's been uh, an extensive list, but uh, we're not really scratching the surface when it comes to understanding this. But we're going to be looking at another one in this program, looking at the name Yahweh Tzidkanu.
0: That's right. Say that again?
1: <laughs> Sidkenu. Did I get that <laughs> it's right? It's
0: really – it's Sidkenu, yeah. Because <laughs> it's
1: T-S, which is a bit of an unusual yeah, spelling, isn't yeah,
0: it? Yeah, the very first letter of it is the Hebrew letter tsadi, and it's kind of like a T and an S together, so it's not something we're familiar. Mm. We don't have the ts in our uh, – yeah. we don't have that either. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a bit of a learning curve for us. Yeah, so many amazing names we've been learning uh, about that give us – Uh, just a glimpse really into all the different facets that make up the nature and character of God and he's not just one, he's all of them it's kind of like when you take a scripture out of its context and you pull it out of the whole Bible you can come up with a really wrong impression Mm. you've got to have the whole Bible from start to finish that's why it's so important to know his names because you've got to have all those names that you put together to get a much broader more accurate picture of who he is Mm. and so yes this In this program, we're going to look at the name Yahweh or Yehovah Tzidkenu.
1: Now, it's only mentioned a couple of times in the Bible, both in Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. But uh, one of those is in Jeremiah 23, verses 5 and 6. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I'll raise up for David a righteous branch, and he'll reign as king and act wisely and do justice and righteousness in the land. In his days, Judah will be saved and Israel will dwell securely. And this is his name by which he'll be called... The Lord our righteousness. Mm. And then uh, just a few chapters later in uh, Jeremiah 33, it says, In those days, and at that time, I'll cause a righteous branch of David to spring forth, and he shall execute justice and righteousness on the earth. In those days, Judah will be saved, and Jerusalem will dwell in safety. And this is the name by which she will be called the Lord our righteousness.
0: It's a fantastic name. So this name means the Lord or God our righteousness. Now, the word uh it comes from the word tzedek, and it means to be stiff or to be straight or righteous. In other words, it's straight. It's not bending or it's not compromising. Mm. Now, we've mentioned this person before from the Bible, the name of Melchizedek or Melchizedek, Mm -hmm. and his name means king of righteousness. It's uh, made up of two words, melech, which is uh, king in Hebrew, and tzedek. Which means righteous. So he is the King of Righteousness, and many scholars believe, as we've mentioned this before, that Melchizedek was actually a pre-incarnation of Jesus Christ, who himself is the King of Righteousness. Okay. Now the word righteousness or sedek, it can mean it can seem to be rather unbending or almost uh, compassionless. So it's really, really, really important that we understand this name because you might come away thinking that. This name, this king of mm. righteousness, shows no compassion or is a little bit heartless, that doesn't have any sort of understanding towards mm. what people go through. Okay, sedek righteousness means stiff, to be straight, unbending. But let's have a look at it. Justice and righteousness. If justice bends, it becomes unjust. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And uh, a righteousness in government or in um, the person of a judge or a ruler or a king, as in, say, the Davidic kingdom or the Messiah, if a king does not uphold righteousness, he becomes corrupt. Mm. Uh, Righteousness is an attribute of God. So therefore God must remain uncompromising or he's no longer a righteous God. Truthfulness, if you bend truthfulness, it becomes a lie. And um, if, if something is ethically right and you bend that, it becomes unethical. So what do we expect from our human government, uh, human judges and justice and the justice system? We expect them to not compromise on the law. We expect mm. them to be righteous, not to give into bribery, not bending things because they can or have the power to do that. We actually expect our judicial system, our leaders, our politicians, all leaders, no matter what role they have, we expect them to be just and to do things the right way. Otherwise, we go they're corrupt. It's like when you hear stories of a rape victim and the rapist, he kind of gets a slap on the wrist or a you know a, a sentence that's negligible. Or you hear of somebody who's been murdered and they get off on a technicality, the murderer, and you kind of think that's. Unjust. Mm. We get so upset when that happens. We think it's wrong. We expect justice to be done. That's what we expect from our human government. Why is it then we expect or are so upset at the thought that when Jesus Christ comes back, he's coming back as a just judge to judge the world, and we think, well, that's not very Mm. loving. Yeah, that's right. Why do we have such a low expectation of God who is ethically perfect, morally incorruptible who is so righteous and yet we expect him to actually bend and become unrighteous hmm. just so that we don't have to get any yeah, judgment to,
1: to make it to fit our needs I guess
0: yeah yeah we what we expect from him far less than what we expect from humans and yet humans can't deliver but God can
1: yeah and I guess that's where we were saying at the beginning of this program about the need for us to understand all the attributes and the facets of God yes. because he is stiff and straight and unbending but of course from other names we've explored we understand his compassion and his mercy and all these different attributes that kind of I guess add to that without making it seem harsh.
0: Precisely. You know there have been many times during um, foundations where we have actually presented the gospel well this is a perfect case in point when you talk about foundations the gospel is is the foundation, mm. the essence of God throughout all his names. If you boil it all together, every name, it all comes back to being a redeemer, redemption. The story of redemption is the Bible from start to finish. But here's the here's the quandary that, that we're faced with. God is righteous, we are unrighteous. God is holy, we are unholy. God is perfect, we are imperfect. God is pure, we are impure. Mm. God is worthy, we are unworthy. So how can God actually see justice done and at the same time extend mercy and grace and compassion and forgiveness, Mm. which is also part of his nature? That's right. Well, he did it through his son. His son came, took on the form of a human being, lived among us, was tempted in all the things that we attempted, but without sin. He didn't give in to that. He lived a perfect life, a humble life, lived the life of an absolute servant, lived among us, relates to us, understands us, has compassion on us, remains perfect unlike us, and then dies in our place because justice demanded Mm. a penalty of death for our sin. So he actually pays that penalty. So therefore the righteous, unbending, uncompromising will of God, justice is then done. It's met. It's been served. Mm. It's been fulfilled. At the same time, mercy and compassion are extended to us. So justice is done, and mercy is extended. Mm. And He actually fulfills this. This is, there, I think, it was uh, Martin Luther actually called this the Great Exchange. Yeah. Whereas God, who is absolutely righteous, gives us His righteousness, and He takes our unrighteousness upon Himself. And crucifies it.
1: Yeah. Pays the penalty for it. He paid the price that we could never pay. Yeah. You know, by coming and dying on the cross.
0: Absolutely. I mean, every single name all boils back or points back to the gospel. The gospel is the very foundation and the heart of absolutely everything. Mm. Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of which. Uh, Paul said it, I will say it. Yep. I am the chief. <laughs>
1: That's right, yes. Yeah. Amazing. We can, we can all put a hand up in the category, can't we? Can, can we can. Wonderful. It certainly is a great name to uh, get a, an appreciation of, and we have one to go. And it's not just that it's the last one, there are so many. There are. But we are going to explore yeah. one more in the next program we're going to be looking at uh, the name Yahweh Shema.